0: Welcome to the Conscious Caravan podcast, I'm Jonathan,
1: and my name is Torbjörn, and this is the podcast for all you people out there wanting to live more conscious lives.
0: (laughs) We're live. (laughs) Boom. Boom.
1: (laughs) All right, Jonathan, so today we have the, the topic question is, do problems really exist? Is there such a thing as a problem?
0: Good question. And I would say no. There is no such thing as a problem.
1: Okay. <laughs> they don't oh, okay. exist.
0: But what's? It? <laughs> but um, yeah. Maybe you can tell us a little bit more about this kind of topic. This is one you you picked out. Can you yeah. kind of elaborate on problems and do they exist? Sorry. <clears throat>
1: Yeah, so the so one of the ways I think about this, which is, is one of the ways to like simplify your life and to stop worrying. And the idea is that <clears throat> when someone says they have a problem, that's kind of weird when you think about it. Because if someone has a problem, a situation that they would like to change, then they are either able to do something about it and then it's not a problem anymore or they're not able to do something about it and then it wasn't a problem to begin with it was just a fact of life it's a circumstance you can't do anything about it so everything anything that people comes to me and say says it's a problem I usually say well, either it's not a problem but a task like you have to put into your calendar when you're doing something about this or it's something you can't do anything about, and you just should teach yourself not to worry about it because you can't do anything about it. And worrying about something that you can't do anything about or isn't going to do anything about just makes you unhappy <clears throat> so the the idea is sort of um there are there are three things you can do in life, but only two of them are actually um, constructive. So the three things are the first thing is you can change a situation or you can, you know, leave a situation. And the second thing is you can accept the situation as it is. And those are the two uh, positive and and constructive ways of living. Then there's the third uh, option, which is don't change anything. Don't accept anything and just continuously feel resistance towards what's happening. And this is a very common pattern that some people actually can do for an entire lifetime, sometimes
0: resisting the uh, their situation or life circumstances or everything, relationships. Yeah. I'm I'm really uh, really intrigued about this, so I want to ask you, Tobin, um, how do you how have you been applying this in your life right now? Like off camera, you've been talking a bit about. What you're currently going through at the moment and that you've been able to actually worry less about this and i think this actually applies really to to what we're talking about right now because for most people um what you're what you're currently dealing with i would say would be a huge problem in most people's life and and there would be a lot of resistance a lot of kind of like unhappiness or a lot of kind of fighting what's what are you kind of going on what's going on for you? and actually off camera you're talking about this with you actually not worrying about it so much and you're more like kind of accepting it and you're actually really like you're actually pretty happy and there's
1: yeah <clears throat> so am, I'm the happiest I've ever been right now, which is you know how a conscious person's life should should progress you know as you're as you become more conscious, you, get the happiest time of your life and that every day well not every day because it can fluctuate but you should generally be feeling that things are getting better right
0: yeah
1: but yeah for my for my illness what my illness means is that there's a lot of difficult physical symptoms and then there's a lot of uh, uncertainty about the future um what's going to happen with my body what's it going to feel like when my illness gets worse which i know it will what will the what will happen when the the doctors will have to uh, perform surgery um there's basically a lot of unknowns and so the way i applied it was when i <clears throat> when i got sick 10 years ago i fell down into a hole because it was impossible for me to deal with the fact that uh I was feeling like I was feeling my body was feeling terrible and I, my future had just completely changed and there was all this uncertainty or whatever.
2: Mm.
1: And so I started applying this principle because I had known about this principle before, but I just hadn't been challenged to such a high degree in it before, but I started applying this, this principle that, well, well, um, actually I applied it in a sort of meta way. So what I did was, my my motto or my slogan about my illness became uh, the best thing in life is being healthy. The next best thing in life is forgetting that you're ill. I that was my approach to it. So I was just like, well, <clears throat> and this was this occurred over ten years. I have to slowly practice this. It didn't happen overnight, but it just it mm-hmm. it was something I practiced and got better at. Uh, but I would just teach myself to like, you know. When i was worrying about the future let go of it when i was resisting that my body was tired uh i was in pain whatever i would just i would just stop resisting it or i would do something about it if i could but the thing about illness is most of the time i couldn't do anything so i just i just taught myself to like okay release the resistance release this like inner tension that is like oh i don't want this i can't have this like this you know the original symptom was, for example, I could be very tired and I wouldn't be able to get much out of my day. Um, but that's just that's just a fact, right? But then when I started thinking, like, oh, you know, I'm missing out my days, and will tomorrow be the same? How am I ever gonna figure out my life if I feel like this? All that shit. That's that's,
0: that's the worry, right? That's the kind of
1: that's the worry, and that was it's the it's problem. Same. Yeah, I found I found with time that as as we as we you know talk about about being conscious and all this is that what makes life hard is thinking about it it's not what happens
0: the actual real experience of the moment yeah most of, most of the time
1: right because the moment is just the moment and if there's no one saying oh this is wrong well this then, is
0: bad this is shit
1: yeah then it's a then it's a pure experience and yes being in pain can be painful but it doesn't mean you're suffering suffering is something different suffering is when you're saying oh uh it's so i'm so you know poor me woe is me it's always going to be like this i blah 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 that's what creates suffering Hmm. thinking creates suffering but the pain is just painful and even pain can be there can even be something good in pain if you're able to be in it in in a pure way because pain is just an experience really. And there are things and, and it's an interesting thing, because if you look at like, I'm not really in the, the BDSM community or anything, but the people who spank each other and that whole, that that sexual thing is like a lot of what they do to each other actually hurts. It's painful, but they experience it as pleasure. And the reason they do that is because pleasure and pain are very close to each other, right? And we have something like when we eat spicy food, like when we eat chili. Well, chili is actually painful to eat. It's just and, straight up painful.
0: And then pleasurable.
1: <laughs> sometimes. But, indeed, but, but sometimes pain can be, be perceived as pleasure. And one of the big things about this is that we either don't judge it or we, we perceive it as something good. It's kind of like, you know, when, I, when I'm drinking this, which is like carbonated drink, like this is like angry water, you know, it's fighting back when I'm drinking it because it's like carbonated. But that's that's you know something's happening that's interesting and that so it it's perceived as pleasurable but it's but you could just as well say well it's this this is not pleasurable and some people would perceive it as painful, right? Yeah.
0: Okay, so you've so you've learned how to kind of uh, worry less or like kind of go into the pain when you are having the experience and just not you well can you can you say your slogan again? Like the next best the best thing about
1: best thing in the world is to be healthy. Healthy. The next best thing in the world is to forget that you're ill.
0: So when you say that like and you are when you are actually ill, you're in pain, Mm. how do you personally forget that you're ill?
1: Well I don't think about it like like uh today for example when we started this when we started talking together i was kind of tired and a little bit low yeah but i don't think like oh i am that way because i'm ill i'm just in that experience
0: yeah
1: i don't think about it and i'm not judging it
0: yeah
1: and so there's no problem because there's no self-reflection there's no
0: conceptualization
1: yeah very very well said Exactly, Jonathan. I'm not conceptualizing reality. Reality just is, and because it is, it just is.
0: Right. And that and that takes a lot of practice to be able to allow ourselves to have thoughts and have the worry, and just kind of see it without it being caught up into it or getting hooked into it or going like running with that thought or that that victim or that kind of all the the stories we have about whatever it is that you're going through in your life, illness, relationship breakups, like whatever it is, it's like kind of because the mind loves that. The mind loves to have a thought, a worry of some sort, and then just run with that. And then you go off and then there's a hundred other thoughts about that. And next thing you know, you're years in the future about some kind of Chaotic situation, <laughs> and then you like kind of notice. Okay, actually, where am I right now? Like, am right. I right here, just talking with you, or feeling this pain in my body, or feeling whatever I'm feeling, in my body pleasure, whatever pain, whatever mm-hmm. it is, like just being with what is right now, and able to see that, to see the because the thought feels so real, right? Most thoughts do when we get kind of caught up into it especially if you have a big imagination like me <laughs> like the thought can kind of just take itself mm-hmm. off in this place in the future or the past that feels so real and then we get that in our body and then we i don't know it's just like yeah and what you're kind of saying is just like well what it seems like anyway it's just being able to see it for what it is and let the thoughts just be there without kind of running with them or getting caught up in them. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And you're, and as you were talking about that, I, I got this image in my head where, I, when the soul is leaving the body, because when you, when you're worrying, you're, it's almost like your soul is floating away. And then suddenly you're like you're, you realize what's going on. You're like, "Whoa! Oh, I feel like shit. I feel grog. Like, what the hell happened to me?" Well, because you were I feel ten, like heavy <laughs> yeah, yeah, for ten minutes you were like you weren't you weren't eat, you you weren't in your body. Your life was just leaving you. It's just like ah, uh, you know, <laughs> because you were just like you, you were in the future, in the past, or whatever. Huh? Mm- <clears throat> and and,
0: then, and when you when your soul comes back, or when you are with what is. What's that feeling like? What's, uh...
1: Well, at first it feels like shit because you <laughs> you left it. But then slowly you're, it reinvigorates and life comes back. You feel good, right?
0: Yeah. And you get this energy there. There's like a vibration or there's some kind of uh, aliveness or feeling kind of present as well. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting this thing of like how much we actually – live in the past and the future and how much we live in like here and now and what's going on like right now. Like for example, you and me here talking. Yeah. Or if you're listening in, just listening to our words or if you're watching us on YouTube or whatever it is, watching our facial expressions or hands or whatever it is and not being like just in other thoughts from – the day or the past or the future, just being right here now. I wonder if, like, if you're able to kind of measure that, If maybe that wouldn't be, like, that's a pretty logical thing to say, right? But if you're able to kind of, in a day, kind of look at, like, if you could somehow work out how much past, future, and present you are you are actually yeah. living it'd be interesting to kind of see that and sometimes you can actually when you when you're able to become con- more conscious and more aware to catch yeah. yourself when you are getting worried and in a, in a future thought or past thought or and i think that's that's one of the the cool things about this conscious path is the more aware you become the more able you are able to 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 see see thoughts and see reactions and see behaviors that you're doing they kind of uh, can create problems or make problems seem quite a big thing or quite a like a uh what is the word I got this image of something blowing up but like you know you know what I mean like um yeah so just being able to see it as opposed to getting caught up into it or getting kind of pulled into that and 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 feeling and then feeling that in our body and the whole rest of the things that happens after that power of being power of now. (laughs) Is that Eckhart Tolle? He goes, he goes right into that.
1: One of the OGs. Yeah. The the new Gs really. He's kind of new.
0: The awakened souls leading the, uh, leading the pack. He's got a lot of truth to tell in that i guess and uh i mean anyone you you read who's who's like kind of teaching this stuff for um hearing us speak for example like that can get you so far but actually out what i've experienced at least in my life is like then taking that and applying it in your own life or seeing how it works in your own life doing your own the work on yourself that's where the true kind of uh, realizations or the true power or true kind of um the truth for you for you for yourself and kind of really come comes alive i would say how do you how do you see that to what's your kind of
1: well, <clears throat> you were just now telling me about your, you know, your recent experience with, you know, staying, staying conscious when you were feeling like emotional pressure to react and stuff. And, <clears throat> and I was thinking of, you were saying that I was thinking, sometimes you tell me like, oh, you know, Tobin, you, you speak so clearly you have, so <clears throat> you've got such a good grasp on it. And I was thinking while you were saying that is that the reason i have a good grasp on it is just like what you were saying at that moment um, is that you've really experimented with it you've had a period where you really experimented with it you were looking at it how do i work how am i applying this uh, understanding what happens when i do it what works what doesn't work what is what is uh what is the conscious experience in this moment what is it like to feel emotionally triggered what happens when i do it what happens when I fail? What happens when I manage to stay in my Zen? The clarity comes because you have direct experience and direct observation, right? right. And so to have this, like, I think for both you and me, and for a lot of people, <clears throat> we have a natural curiosity about how things work, and especially people and especially ourselves. Hmm. And this curiosity of how things work, when we start to turn that inwards, well, we get blessed with the knowledge of how we work. And more so, we get blessed with the knowledge of how we don't work. And when we start to see how we don't work, that's all your problems just in front of you starting to be understood. And you're starting to be able to avoid those problems a lot of the time.
0: Can I I say one thing? What do you mean by avoid the problem?
1: Well, for example, if... um, If someone says something to me and i have an emotional reaction like if someone says uh for example one of the things that triggers me is when people when i feel people talk down to me or they're condescending to me
0: yeah
1: i was visiting my family recently and uh someone did that to me and i know this person did it unintentionally because it didn't have anything to do with me but it triggered me so fucking hard that i just had to hold on for dear life to not like react and i even did react a little bit but because I was as conscious as I was, it wasn't like a super destructive reaction or anything. So it was fine. It was what what it was, Um, but I could have, I could have uh, prior in the, in the past, I could have spent an hour being annoyed at that, or I could have reacted back and and like started a fight over something the other person didn't even intend. Uh, And so I avoided a whole huge problem just by saying, oh, you know, something in me is malfunctioning right now. And I don't have to go along with that. Um, because if I can stand the emotional pressure of what's going on and just take a moment, I can be like, is this serving me? Is, is feeling like a, a little, is feeling like a tiny person that has to fight back to get my, uh, to get my pride back or whatever. Is that serving me? Is that, is that what's, is that making me the, 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 the fullest person I can be? Is that my highest self? Is that necessary you know you don't necessarily have all these that thought process but you're looking at it and you're like is this something i want to cultivate or is this actually just making me weaker smaller worse version of myself It's like well you know this is definitely not something i want to react to because it's it's coming from a place of me feeling weak uh, mm-hmm. and then i want to fight back because now i want to be strong again but you don't become strong um, by reacting from a place of feeling weak, right? Yeah. That's not, that's not strength. That's that's something a panicked animal would do, right?
0: Yeah. It's an animalistic reaction. Can I say, because yeah, it sounds a lot more like, you know, kind of acceptance of yourself or your emotions more than avoiding. And I can see that you're avoiding in in what you're talking about with the by. Able by you being able to accept uh, yourself and and not necessarily react to that situation or that person with what they're saying or even react in a small way, not the big way. Then you you said you avoid the fight or avoid you know an hour of being annoyed or things like that. Mm-hmm. Would you could you say that that's another way of saying that is like that you maybe just stop that being like what happens next that like the consequences is 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 that you you don't get into the fight or you don't get annoyed for an hour or get kind of or a week or a week or or think about that for months afterwards maybe you do think about it. i don't know but like just the the thing that you're able to accept and just act in the way that you you know maybe you're a little bit reactive but maybe you're not explosive you could say yeah. And so you're able to accept, come into yourself, and then act from that place, and therefore not have the rest of the consequences that, happened, that could, could have happened afterwards.
1: Yeah. 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 So spirituality has levels, and that's why it's confusing because, on one level, <clears throat> avoiding an emotion is definitely a bad thing to do, right? Yeah. Because it's almost like repressing. But when you get to a, a, a higher level, then. It does feel like you're avoiding it, but you're not repressing it. Um, but I totally understand what you're saying. So I would I would change my wording and say, you know, if you can give space to what arises, yeah, without reacting to it or without trying to get rid of it. So, yeah. for example, in in this moment, I felt very annoyed, very triggered, and I felt like I was I was a little child being spoken down to. My my ego was like, I'm not a little child. I'm a grown person. I have to fucking you know. And then because of, my, and because of <laughs> yeah. my temperament, that means you know I'll fight. But someone else who has a different temperament will will just accept it and then they'll feel like shit afterwards, right?
0: Yeah.
1: But that's okay because both are actually shitty options. <laughs> so
0: well, I would say it's not accepting, it would be tolerating. Because if you accept, you kind of like Right.
1: And that's really why the, and that's yeah. why I say allow instead of accept, because accept is a is a dangerous word sometimes, right? Because we sometimes acceptance is like resignation right yeah so for I me think. i always say you know can yeah. you allow your emotions i never say can you accept And people are like oh yeah i'll accept it and that's not what i mean because that's resignation right yeah can
0: you it's be suffering. willing to have have the emotions that's yeah the and word. it's the same with yeah. surrender
1: now, it's also a very interesting word because that can also have negative connotations but to to address what you're saying um by giving space to my reaction and not needing to get rid of it and not needing to act on it yeah then i can get a moment to like come back into my senses you know because mm. i'm in my head reacting yeah. i come back into my senses and i'm like okay this is the emotion this is the thought this doesn't feel like something i should be engaging with because it's in, it's destructive right mm. it's like bad company or whatever you know like this is not good company for you. you should stay away from it <laughs> and so Giving this space, I'm like, you know, I'm going to choose to not go along with this. And then that might be uncomfortable for a few minutes or whatever. You, you, you're going to have to sit with that emotion and allow it to be there. Um, but then it goes away and you were not compulsed by something that if you had done it, you would actually have, you would have felt weaker and you would have created problems, right? Because when you act from your lowest self, that also undermines your self-esteem because you're like, oh, well, I did that and that's not what I wanted to do. Yeah. So
0: and then there's becomes a whole lot of regret and kind of shame or kind of all that kind of stuff out of out of that those reactions most of the time. I mean that's why a lot of people say don't, you know, never react from your directly from your emotion, right? Because when you are when we are emotionally charged, we're just very animalistic with somebody says something and then you react and then there's a back and forth. That's how a lot of you know, fights, relationship, fight, especially in relationships get very out of control because it's just purely reacting and then reacting back and we're basically both on the ego kind of a level and then it's just like how does anyone win in that's in, in the state. Everyone gets hurt in some way. Everyone loses, yeah. Everyone loses. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's quite a powerful thing when you're able to practice what you're saying now by just simply, like, or not simply, <laughs> allowing yourself to feel the emotion, being willing to have that, giving it time to to rise and then fall, because it eventually does. Every emotion has a rise, a peak, and then falls. And then, when you' able to then come from that place, it's a very different way of communicating or being with that person than reacting when it's at the top. At at it's mm-hmm. like. Highest point of charged energy that you just, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. And for for people, you and me, we have like we're temperamental people, we're passionate people. And what's interesting is that these emotions, like sometimes the peak takes one or two seconds. That's it, and then you're already, then you're already cooling off. So if you could, if you could take that moment, you know, <clears throat> it's not for nothing that you have the the old uh, adage like count to ten, right? Mm. Is that it really does? Well, it doesn't work alone, but it's a good. There's a reason for that tool. Yeah. But I want to. This I want to make a caveat here because so we we got a lot of people that are interested in stoicism and all this stuff, and there are people listening to this that are like, "Oh, well, that's great because I'm already good at avoiding my emotions." Um. <clears throat> and so I want to I want to talk about the fact that this doesn't mean that you're switching off. It doesn't mean that you're dissociating. Um, and just to make it more complicated, there is such a thing as authentic emotions. It's possible to be angry and it's the right thing to be. You can be sad. It's the right thing to be. You can attack and it can be the right thing to be. (laughs) Everything is, every emotion is, uh, is possible.
0: Um, Can I just (laughs) pause for a moment? Because this is, this is a pretty, uh, mindful thing to be saying on on uh on this because you know (laughs) effectively you're saying it's okay to have to not to have but to 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 come from any emotion (laughs) and uh can i just kind of for people listening in can you kind of elaborate more on that because I, i i understand where you're coming from yeah but it's important that you kind of go into it on a deeper level so people know
1: yeah.
0: what do you mean <laughs> because I, yeah so
1: so when, whenever yeah. we give like a straight straightforward rule then the exceptions has to come because life is never you know life life you cannot have rules you must be alive and then you have to look right
0: yeah and what well, you're talking about is on a, a much higher level than like a yeah then the every mm-hmm. like and and that requires an ability to see and notice yourself on a deeper level to be able right. to 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 distinguish and know which which emotion is truth and which emotion is like an animal reaction not animal but like our primal and reaction. The, to-
1: the animals actually animals actually do this much better than humans do so we can't really blame the animals because we're we're much worse than animals when it comes to <laughs> like, like destructive emotions so, yeah. well, we
0: hold on don't we animals
1: most of the time just kind of did get it out there and yeah we call it animalistic stuff but the truth is animals are rarely upset for no reason yeah so. I,
0: would, I, would, I would call it maybe a primal primal reaction because it's a yeah.
1: yeah i mean it is ego no matter how you look at it so yeah, and animals don't have that in the same way that we do but the reason the reason i i know i'm complicating things but the reason i say this because there are people people that learn growing up, they learn how to dissociate from their emotions. They learn how to detach from their emotions in a alienating way. And that is not what we're talking about. Um, So that's why I have to, we have to say, well, it's, you shouldn't follow your destructive emotions. We have to say that, but we also have to say, but uh, you should allow your emotions. You should feel your emotions and there are times to express your emotion. And I talked about earlier how how, you know, this emotion is bad company. It's making me feel small. It's, you know, it's, it's not cultivating anything positive in me by looking and feeling, I can feel this is painful. And it's the kind of pain that you were talking about earlier. I don't know if that was on or off camera, but you were talking about like how, um, some, some patterns, um, How some patterns aren't really us, right? We get caught up in some emotions, some thoughts, but it's not really us. But there are actually emotions that are us. And that's when it gets very interesting. And that's that's when it's okay to be angry, sad, the whole emotional spectrum. Um, But the way you know the difference is by being mindful, you can feel that, oh, okay, this is not pain. This is a pure emotion. This is pure energy. I feel angry, but it's not a reactive kind of anger. The anger doesn't come from the fact that I am resisting what's happening and my ego is annoyed with what's happening. It's like, it's not that the ego is lashing out and saying, I don't want the world to be like this, and so I'm going to destroy something. That's destructive anger. But there is such a thing as creative anger. You can be angry, and that can be a beautiful expression of your soul and of your creativity. And when you feel that for the first time, or it can be a lot of people feel it when crying, right? Because there's, there's also egoic crying. You can cry and it doesn't, you have no catharsis, no release. You're just crying, feeling sorry for yourself. It mm-hmm. doesn't do anything. But most people have tried like pure authentic crying. That feels really good. Like mm-hmm. that feels amazing. Especially if you're, if you dare to surrender yourself to it, which can be hard if you're a man, for example, or sometimes a woman. And, and completely, completely
0: like, like our. A- and be with somebody who's holding the space for that.
1: Yeah, to, or to, you have to hold it or if you have nobody, because you won't always, right?
0: Yeah, to hold it yourself, to allow yourself to, to just like go completely.
1: Because one of the most beautiful things that I've ever experienced has been authentic anger in myself and authentic anger in other people. And sometimes one of the ways you can you can you can detect it is if someone is really expressing anger and you're if if it's really funny when they do it and you're like you know if someone's really ranting and you're you're almost like dying laughing laughing that's a good example because they they seem to be angry and they are but what they're actually sending out is energy and energy can be energy is a beautiful thing and if someone's really like just purely authentically really pissed about something especially if it makes no sense right if someone is like you know about to fucking throw the blender out the window because it isn't working and they're having a shit day or whatever. That can be really funny if they can be in it in an authentic way. Um, so <clears throat> my whole point here is just saying, like, if you learned growing up that you were good at distance, distancing, distancing yourself from your emotions, that's not what we're talking about. Um, and that is a destructive thing. Um, it's You're very much... Allowing uh, you're you're in the room with your emotion and you're allowing it to be there and you're allowing yourself to feel it. Uh and you're just saying, Absolutely. well, you know, you can you can be here until you're like regulated, until you're you're calm again. There's no you're not pushing anything away, right? No. So that's why I just I just wanted to nuance that because there I know that people out there are like, oh, that's great. I'm just gonna, you know, become even more separate from my emotions. That's not the way. You actually separate by 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 allowing it to be there,
0: or I'm just going to be angry at everyone,
1: (laughs) and and that's the the
0: the difference in the yeah yeah yeah,
1: and that's whether you act out or you whether your destructiveness goes outwards or inwards, right? So if whatever temperament you have, or maybe it changes,
0: Hmm. all this stuff somewhat requires self awareness. Really, right? Is to to be able to notice and see which emotion that's anger that's reactive and emotion that's anger that's creative and pure energy that that requires i would say quite a deep self-awareness that um that requires cultivation you know and uh what have you done to cultivate that because you you seem very clear on the uh
1: well, for me, what I did, like I, my early spiritual practice um, involved a lot of Tantra and people talk a lot about sex when they talk about Tantra, but it's not my perspective that it's about sex at all. What Tantra is about is that there are no taboos, that everything in life is included. You swallow everything up and you use it, right? So what I did was I, I spent a lot of time removing shame from my emotions. So I had to be like, well, you know, society says it's wrong to be angry, but I don't believe that. I want to look at what what is anger if I'm not looking at it in a negative way. Yeah, and if you're not man, looking
0: at it as a as a bad thing, because a lot right. of people do, right? Anger, bad. Sadness, right. bad. Or whatever emotion that's considered bad in our society, right. bad. It's not okay. Shame, you know. And then we stop ourselves from we uh, from from allowing to to have that emotion keep going Yeah, Yeah. but you're talking about tantra and and this can can you can you tell us a little bit more about your experience with that like what's the
1: so the reason why tantra is confused with sex often is because when all the other traditions said that sex was wrong they said no uh, sex is part of life right so at a time like, you know, 1500 years ago, or whenever it was, uh, whenever you look at the the history of the different traditions, the traditions had just decided that sex, we're not going to deal with sex because it's too much trouble. And, you know, we got monks, they go off the path or whatever. So it's taboo, it's wrong, don't mess with it. But Tantra said, no, uh, you know, everything is part of life and there's so much energy in sex that we can definitely use that to get to spirituality. It's very effective, actually. And so people were like, oh, they're using sex, well, they, what they said was that every taboo has power in it, we can use for spirituality. They didn't say that sex is the most important thing ever. So they kind of, that got kind of distorted. And now when people talk about tantra, it's sexual massage, it's all this kind of stuff. But the way I see tantra is tantra is all inclusive. Tantra says yes to everything. Like they just say, yes, it just says life. Yes. Thank you. I'll take the whole thing. There's no like oh good bad. This is no. You should do. You should do. No. It just says I'll take it. You know. I'll take mm-hmm. the whole thing. And that
0: and that's been helpful with you with um like uh, seeing shame or like kind of yeah get, not getting rid of shame but like kind of yeah just like yeah. So can you talk? Can you talk about that?
1: What was the uh, well for me, it just helped me to let go of like how I judge my own emotions, like being afraid, being uh ashamed, being angry, being um being sensitive um, as a man, you know, crying, all these things. It helped me to understand that well ev- everything is everything is legitimate there there is no no such thing as a wrong emotion um and if if society is small minded and wants to judge themselves, that's fine. I, one of my Another one of my slogans is that if you fight with yourself, even if you win, you're also losing at the same time, right? If you make yourself a battlefield, doesn't matter whether you win or not, because you're the loser, because yeah. you, you made yourself a battlefield. So Tantra says, don't make yourself a battlefield. Just accept yourself as you are. Hmm. And that's a, that's a big one. That's a, when you start out on the spiritual path, that's the only thing you're not going to do, right? Because you're like, I'm going to get enlightened. So I'll finally stop being this shitty person that I am, right? Yeah. So it's such an interesting thing how, like, the thing you try to avoid when you start the spiritual path is the thing that you actually have to do, which is, like, just take all your ugliness and become okay with it. And you'll find that actually most of it disappears just because you're no longer hating it because a lot of your inner conflict comes from the fact that you don't like yourself. <laughs> like, yes, you may be angry sometimes. Yes, you may be sad sometimes. Maybe it's not the best emotions in the world, but now you're angry that you're angry. Now mm-hmm. you're ashamed that you're sad. Mm-hmm. Now you're angry that you're afraid. Now you've really fucked up. That, yeah, you like...
2: now you vicious cycle.
1: Up in, 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 it's a vicious cycle. And it's, uh, it's like when you put that microphone next to the loudspeaker and it just goes like... Ee- it just goes worse right, that's the, right? Bigger exactly. bigger. Yeah. that's the mental effect of that so for me I just you know just try to take out and it took a long time and there's still things that I'm I'm learning to like let go of shame around that are like gender norms and like what men are supposed to do women are supposed to do whatever Um, but it helped me a lot Um, because right when I started out there was a big chunk of stuff to just that I could get rid of right away just by teaching myself, you know, you know, there's nothing wrong. Just let me feel this emotion, and let me look. Let me look at the emotion, not through an idea that oh, this emotion is bad. Like, let me look at anger. Hmm. I have anger inside me. What does it feel like? What are the thoughts like? Just observing without any filter. What yeah. is this thing?
0: I can't help uh, notice when you talk about all this stuff. There's a lot of compassion. A lot of like some people call it compassion. Other people call it Um, self-kindness whatever you want to call it but there's there is that genuine compassion for yourself Mm. and from that place it's it's uh, when you cultivate that then Mm. when you are with other people who are also very harsh on themselves or beat themselves up or put shame Mm. on everything or like don't allow themselves to feel what they're feeling it can be a great gift to be able to um, give your compassion to their, them and also sh- and allow them self to feel compassion for themselves or feel kind of to say yes to the emotion or just kind of look at it go into it just be with it you know and um there's there's so much like in buddhism there's there's a lot of texts about compassion and the power of that and it's it's interesting it's like in a lot of text himself it's usually the last thing that people talk about
2: it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's
0: like leading up to like and then you get to compassion it's like the like the the, the 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 beautiful golden kind of whatever it's not golden but like it's a beautiful thing at the end you know um which is really interesting and i think there's a lot of learning and a lot of kind of importance with uh with that aspect yeah
1: Yeah, I'd love, love
0: to talk about Tantra more, but we, we're getting close to the uh... Yeah, I
1: want, I want to go a little bit into to Buddhism because what you said is so true that you, you have no idea um, because in Buddhist circles, this is such a joke. But what happens is that uh, in the Dhammapada, I think it was, Buddha has a famous sentence where he says, love yourself and watch today, tomorrow, always. So he starts by saying, love yourself. And then he says, and watch. And there's no Buddhist I have ever heard has ever, ever talked about that part of the sentence. They just, they talk about awareness. No one talks about the fact that he says, love yourself and watch. And let's look at why that sentence is so insanely important. What do you think is going to happen if you start to become aware, but you're not accepting what you're seeing? Hmm. What do you think if you start looking at yourself and all you see is this fucked up, angry, sinful um uh, jealous greedy human you're gonna hate what you see you're gonna hate yourself and your awareness is going to just make you feel like you're the worst person ever and that kind of meditation is gonna make you feel like you're going into your own inner hell mm. and i did that I, I i think i had a few years where i did that and then luckily i i stumbled upon someone who said exactly this what i'm saying now uh because this is not something i i made up this is something i, I learned somewhere um, but just <clears throat> understanding this fact that awareness you it must be perceived preceded by acceptance, by allowance, by self-love, self-compassion, because otherwise you won't be able to look at yourself because you're you're programmed by uh, your program with two hundred thousand years of primalistic, primitive, traumatic bullshit, and that's in you and if you if you start to hate that and have conflict against it then your meditation is not going to be good for you so you have to you have to watch but you have to love yourself you have to be in complete acceptance of what you see only then will you have transformation and only then will you feel that oh well this is in me but it isn't me <clears throat>
0: i'm curious is that you know you making that shift and focusing on that like loving yourself part of the uh, the buddhist text there um has that shifted or changed the way you then see like your reality or see other people or kind of that inner internal shift with compassion or with loving
1: yourself it's an interesting thing it sounds like you have something to say about that <clears throat> what do you what? think about that
0: Well, i that's what I've experienced, but I was just curious if that's what you you had kind of because the way you're talking about it, it sounds like there was a big shift at that point.
1: I, I want to hear your thoughts on it because I'm not really sure what I have to say about that. Actually, nothing comes up.
0: Okay. Well, what I see is that like a lot of our reality that we experience, or you know, even me looking at you right now, it's coming through some filter through right maybe thoughts, maybe, I don't know, some filter, of like my, my filter, you could say.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, if I was meditating right now and really kind of like very in the unborn, <laughs> maybe there would be no filter. There would just be me seeing, right? Right. Maybe no me, maybe just seeing. But most right. of the time we... Very good. <laughs> <laughs> most of the time we have like uh, our 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 glasses and we kind of look through that and that's our reality. And right. if if the internal world or the internal reality that's going on inside us is looking through those glasses in a in a dark cloud, say, then when we see another person, then we're more likely to see the darkness in them or the dark cloud. Yeah. And as I see compassion, I see it as like the 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 sunlight or the the lightness. And the more compassion we cultivate within ourselves, the the lighter the, the lens we see through. And so when we when we experience other people, uh, we give we're we're able to see the light in them, and but that comes from within ourselves. And this text of like loving yourself uh, or like what is it, love yourself and watch and, then, and watch, right? And the like the, the thing with loving you, love yourself. You know, because if you're if you love yourself, if you practice cultivate compassion within yourself, then whatever you watch or whatever you see comes from that place, comes you see that that's the reality that we then experience and the the lightness perhaps in other people or the the good shit in other people, right? Yeah, because um, it's like we can focus on like any any person we 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 encounter we meet we can we can see the all the bad shit or the, the bad stuff with them or bad stuff the darkness whatever you want to call it, and we can see the light and we can see the good stuff. I mean, it's whatever you want to focus on, right? And and uh, and this kind of like compassion, this this is like such a. It, how deep you go into it is is your it's your um, choice, I guess you could say. The deeper you do go into it, the lighter the reality that you exp- that we can experience becomes, and that's what I've experienced at least in um yeah through that through that practice. Yeah, that's what that's my.
1: Yeah. When you say like that, like, I know exactly what you mean. Like, and and the more you like yourself, the more you'll like the world. I mean, that's just how it is. Right. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> because when you feel conflict inside, you don't like yourself. You kind of need to look for things in other people that you don't like as well to just kind of Confirm. make them as at least as bad as you are, because otherwise yeah. you feel like shit and everyone else is so amazing. So you're kind of like, you can never really appreciate other people more than you can appreciate yourself because it becomes kind of a game of making everyone as miserable as you are in some way.
2: Right.
1: Mm. I saw, uh, I saw some, uh, there was this diagnosed narcissist who had this, uh, share some videos and stuff. And she was like, She was telling about how she just, she couldn't stand happy people. It was just, it was intolerable for her when, when other people were happy because she felt so miserable all the time. Um, and that's just, that is kind of how it is.
0: What do you mean? That's how it is.
1: Well, it's very hard to be happy for other people if you're unhappy. Yeah. And obviously, the right thing in life is to be happy for other people when they're happy, when they get good things, right?
0: Yeah, but that's the uh, that's the compassion, and that's also the the kind of coming back to like the problems, right? And do they do they really exist? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> kind of like this thing of like the the bigger the problem that we create, and sometimes maybe we don't create them. Sometimes there's just I don't know. But like the, the bigger the problem within our reality, the darker the 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 reality around us becomes. And so yeah. when we're able to do the do the do the work on ourselves and see the problem and see if it you know how it serves us or how it doesn't and, and not react to that. Um, and just be with what's going on and go into the feeling and basically do do the work on on, on yourself the um the more we're able to see see problems before they become something big and and take over yeah interesting that we got to compassion i didn't didn't see that uh, <laughs> didn't see that coming
1: yeah and i i was I was meaning to ask you like because when we talk about compassion compassion is a very vague kind of thing can you give an example on how like how did can you give an example to our listeners about how how have you practiced self-compassion how can you practice that so that you you get self-compassion
0: just love everyone love yourself
1: <laughs> no. right but, um, but, but what's the well, how technically do we do it right because that's yeah
0: you know Technically, if you talk about like a, an actual technique, then you know there's if you if you into visualization and stuff, which yeah, you know, I'm I'm a pretty visual person. Even if you're yeah. not, you can still kind of just sit there and um, uh, what's well, I'll just say what's coming to me because this is this is what's simply what's coming. Um, but is this a there's like a technique where you can imagine that you have like a crown on your head. Or that you're you're kind of yeah, there's a crown basically. And if you imagine, if you kind of start to bring to mind like a time in your life where um, that you've been compassionate to yourself, or that somebody's been compassionate to you. And if you you know imagine that playing out and imagine what that feels like and like kind of imagine it as like of an energy or like a lightness and it kind of like coming into the crown of your head. So there's like crown and then as this light lightness kind of this energy comes in and it kind of sinks into your heart. And if you imagine that compassionate light energy kind of just going in all directions, through your body, through your, now I want to like do the whole thing, but I'm just kind of. (laughs) Like
1: you're blessing yourself almost.
0: You're Basically like. (laughs) Bringing that, like that time or that energy, that kind of time where you have been compassionate and filling it up into your body and then allowing yourself to kind of fill up with that energy, this lightness, this warmth, this, this love that you've, given to yourself or given to others and just place that into your heart and from that place just kind of allow allow that just to be to sink into that area and this serve, can serve us deeply when we are being really harsh on ourselves or being really mm. mean to ourselves or putting ourselves down or being destructive and to ourselves or to other people and um when we can can just connect into this compassion. I mean, another way of doing it actually is just kind of place your hand like this and then think of a time in your life where you've used this hand in a kind, loving way. Maybe you like to um, give somebody a hug or hold a baby or to give somebody a precious gift or something. And then if you imagine this hand filling up with this kind of, warmth this love this love that you've given to other people and if you place this hand onto the part of your body where you feel pain or you just place it onto your heart and just give that warmth that love that compassion to yourself and just allow that to kind of be there to go into your body to go into the pain that's a way of being compassionate of being loving to yourself Mm. that's what i would say so that's what i do personally and um i also help people do that uh, in like a guide more a deeply guided meditation kind of thing in the work that i do as a therapist as well so
1: um, i think there's an interesting psychological effect in that because one thing is that you're obviously doing these things but another thing is if you sit down and do something just for yourself like that, mm. that in itself tells you that you're worth spending time on, right?
0: Yeah. Even like, you know, sometimes when I, when I ask people to like put one hand on their heart and one hand on their stomach and just sit with that, like in this compassionate, kind, loving kind of gesture, often people are like, wow, I haven't done that in many years or ever kind of thing. Yeah. And just giving yourself that kind of space that this it's a very kind of it can be a very, very heartfelt and very touching and reconnecting kind of to yourself um, gesture
1: I do yeah. that quite often, actually, yeah <clears throat> when I feel that I don't know, i I hold my heart like the way I do it is like this, but because that's for me that feels better Yeah, and I do that a lot while I'm, while I'm watching TV or whatever, when I, when I feel a need to be like filled up with something or sometimes if I'm watching a very touching scene or something where I'm like, wow, this is a expression of the beauty of life Mm -hmm. and I naturally want to touch my heart because that's, that's, that's a connection to that place in my body somehow.
0: Yeah. going like (laughs) deeper into that, that heart space. So the, there's an invitation there for anyone listening to practice to cultivate compassion. You know, you can do some of the things that we just talked about. and Just simply, just hold your hold your heart, and uh, and just give yourself that that space, that kind of love to yourself. I mean, you deserve that. Everyone deserves that, right? And it's like, you know, we can you earn for that from other people. Like, I want that love from you, and just look for it outside of ourselves. Or we can or we can just go within ourselves and just kind of give that to 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 your yeah to you
1: yeah and the sort of uh the, the the big secret is that people can't really give it to you in the way that you need it right yeah they can give you something some of the time and it could be wonderful but it's not really what you what you need what you need is yourself Mm. and then when you have yourself then you can appreciate and you can receive people in a much different way but you don't actually need other people it's just not how it is and that's why most people find
0: our minds think that that's the case right A a lot of the time until we realize that that's
1: our minds think that's the case but who who among us have ever found another person that fulfilled them completely
0: well that's a good if 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 you are that person Please leave a comment in the
1: uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the comments. Because, because if you if you ask me, the only people I've ever heard who had someone who fulfilled it completely, they always say it after the person is gone. Yeah. And at that point, it's easy to say because at that point it doesn't you have doesn't a probably... memory and imagination. You can make that whatever you want. Yeah. Like, yeah. I've never seen someone who were like who felt that way while they were with someone. Maybe there are some rare cases, but it's certainly not something we can count on.
0: Yeah. The compassion <laughs> you can do for yourself, and it is a completely powerful way of to, to cultivate uh, that cuts through so much stuff and problems, yeah. You can say. <laughs> yeah.
1: I heard a really wonderful um, idea, and I this is not exactly what I do, but it reminds me of what I've done. That is someone said, like, well, you should look at yourself as if you were someone that you wanted to take care of. Because people are so good at loving other people, but they don't do the same for themselves. Mm. So if you can imagine someone that you love, and you can start treating yourself that way. Because sometimes when we have someone we love and they're, like, bad, they're hard on themselves, whatever, we're like, you know, you know, don't be hard on yourself. Don't talk to yourself like that. Well, that's what I did with me. I didn't allow myself to cultivate thoughts of self-hatred, self-judgment or whatever, unless I knew that it was good for me to feel bad about this because this is something I really needed to change, right? Hmm. I was very, very careful with that. It wasn't all we're doing. Yeah. But I think that's that's another thing. It's like, just try to imagine, <clears throat> Ask ask yourself this question. I think this question is a very, very, very violent, very powerful question. That is, am I treating myself like the way I treat someone, or I would treat someone that I love. That's that question is going to show you some truth, yeah. whether you like it or not.
0: And then start treating yourself that way.
1: <laughs> and, and then do that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, um, as always, this has yeah. been a, a very enjoyable conversation, and it's gone off in different different paths. And uh, man, I I really love just being. Being, uh here with you talking about this stuff it's it, feel, it definitely feels fills up my cup and uh, spirit and oh, it's so enriching it's so sort of just like energetic which is awesome um so we hope
1: you can when you take something in that's where it comes in right yeah yeah exactly
0: um yeah, we hope you've uh, enjoyed this as well and got something from it. And uh, yeah, is there anything you want to kind of leave on a leave the conversation on? Anything you want to <laughs> add to our-
1: Well, as always, you know, we really we really enjoy when you drop a comment on our YouTube or on the YouTube channel where you can comment with us. So we can comment back. Trying to get Jonathan to actually write his name when he comments something so we know who's who to. But I'm working we're working on, on. We're working on uh, Jonathan's technical ability. It's always a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, if you feel inclined to do so, please do that. That's uh, awesome. And uh, otherwise, um, you know, we'll see you out there.
0: See you. Uh, see, you in the see, see you on that. the trail. See you on the trail.
1: You've been listening to the Conscious Caravan with Jonathan and Torbjörn. And if you are looking for help to live a more conscious life, you can reach
0: out to one of us for a free therapy session where we can help you get from where you are now to where you want to be.